you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com slash events. Hey, everybody. From LAS Studios, this is Off Ramp. I'm John Raby. Welcome back. Happy New Year. And I can't believe that as I've been mining the vast archives of Off Ramp, which I did for a dozen years, that I missed bringing back this piece. And when I tell you why, you're, you're going to understand immediately. Uh, what I'm going to play for you today is one of a number of pieces that L.A. City archivist Michael Holland did for us. And in this one, he was uh, using a measles outbreak in town back in 2015 as kind of a launching point for exploring how the city dealt with the great pandemic, the flu pandemic of more than 100 years ago and how it hit Los Angeles. So without further ado, let's listen to this piece from 2015, uh, which says quite a lot about the uh, current pandemic, I think you'll hear. This piece from 2015 and L.A. City archivist Michael Holland. In this box are the details of how L.A. City officials and its citizens coped with the great influenza outbreak of 1918. The city's Department of Health was overseen by Dr. Luther M. Powers. He was the Jonathan Fielding of his time. Everyone turned to him when the flu hit. This disease was introduced into Los Angeles by an infected training ship and also from infected tourists. The health department was unprepared for the first patients arriving at the general receiving hospital a week later. But soon, two emergency hospitals were staffed and equipped in San Pedro and Mount Washington. Now, local residents complained about the close proximity of all those flu patients, but there was something in the emergency measures for everyone to hate. On October 10, 1918, the city council passed Ordinance 38522, imposing a quarantine of schools, theaters, and other public gatherings. Pool rooms were closed, and public funerals were banned. Factory schedules were staggered to prevent crowding on streetcars. Now, as you'd expect, business interests pushed back. The Theater Owners Association, for example, petitioned the council to reopen the theaters and movie houses, but required the audiences to wear face masks. The health department tried to find a middle ground. For instance, the quarantine meant cafes couldn't have live music. But could they play phonographs? Were music teachers allowed to give private lessons when the schools were closed? We sought at all times to avoid discrimination and to enforce the ban with as little discomfort and financial loss as possible. A drop in flu cases in early December allowed a conditional rescission of the quarantine, but it was reinstated within days when a new surge of infections filled the hospitals. It was up to the police and badge-wielding health inspectors to protect the public. They were the ones who inspected both streetcars and taxicabs, both before and after their disinfection. The inspectors monitored passengers in the railway station and separated people who appeared to be sick into isolation. Now, 29 people were taken to court over violations, 
such as leaving their homes during the quarantine or failure to report an illness. The statistics in the quarantine report sum up the epidemic and the damage it did. Between October 1918 and July 1919, over 13,000 buildings were locked down, confining over 50,000 Angelinos. The average casualty of the flu was a married white male between 20 and 45 years of age. The number of flu-related deaths was 3,482 out of a reported 50,000 cases, a number Dr. Powers believed was greatly underreported. Flu contributed to about 20% of all deaths throughout Los Angeles, but the worst was over by April 1919. It is estimated that influenza killed nearly 50 million people around the world in about two years' time. This was in a much slower time of ships and trains before air travel made the world smaller. So do us all a favor. Get the damn flu shot. We don't need to relive this history lesson. For Off Ramp, I'm City Archivist Michael Holland. Michael filed that piece for Off-Ramp back in 2015. From LAS Studios, I'm John Raby, and this is Off-Ramp. Catch you next time. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.